Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Jean Ginsberg here and welcome to another episode of Listen by Jean Ginsberg. And very excited today to have a guest on our show, Mark Pendergrast. I, we met through a mutual colleague of ours and uh, we had a conversation a few, I don't know, a couple months ago and I was just so uh, interested and enamored with what you were doing. So I'd love to uh, have a further conversation and tell our audience about you know, your, uh, your innovative things that you're up to. So uh, before we jump into that, usually the first question I ask is, tell us about your background so we can get some context. Sure, good. And uh, nice to meet you, uh, Jean, and, and I'll listen to all, uh, all your listeners. Um, so uh, just a quick background on, on me. Uh, first, I'm delighted to be here, part of your podcast too. So I, I'll be honest, uh, I, uh, I'm new to the podcast business. So I, this is my official first podcast participation. So I'll, I'll point that out for the record. So thank you for uh, you know, putting up with me and ingratiating me with uh, with ha having you on, on your on your show. I really appreciate it. So um, just as a quick backgrounder, uh, I'm here in the Seattle tech uh, arena. I've been in various different product capacities, both as a product manager, program manager, product marketer. Over the last 20 plus years, I, I won't, uh, I forget, I've lost track, I'm not counting any further. Um, but I've uh, been at a number of different companies here that you think of in, in the Seattle area. I've been at uh, Microsoft uh, for a good chunk of my career. Also started off my career here in Seattle at Amazon. And in between, I've worked at a number of, uh, of relative startups in the SaaS uh, and overall enterprise uh, B2B space. Um, and uh, most recently, I uh, uh, have now been nearly a year at, uh, at the Climate Corporation, uh, which is uh, technically based in St. Louis, but I'm in their Seattle office here. And my current role is uh, the, essentially driving their overall product strategy, product planning efforts, uh, roadmap planning, et cetera. So very exciting uh, place to be. And I'd love to, to, to walk you guys through a little bit more about what we do. Yeah, so that would be great. So then the next typical question is, tell us about the company. Yeah, so good segue there. And, you know, I think it's also good to touch on, you know, what motivated me to move from, you know, the traditional tech space uh, here in Seattle to a company that is very much involved in the agriculture space. So uh, not naturally something you would think of when you think of Seattle tech arena. Um, but the good news is, is that, uh, Climate Corp, in, in, in essence, is very much a global company, uh, and, and I, I'm actually surprised at how much interaction we're doing remotely. Um, even before this whole COVID thing happened, um, Climate was already operating very much as, as, a, as a global remote company. So the product management peers that I have are um, spread out literally across the world. We have counterparts in Europe, in Latin America, obviously in the heartland of the United States, as well as in San Francisco in, and here in Seattle. So that's what's uh, you know uh, really appealing to me is that having that global impact uh, in, in the agriculture space. But what's 
but you know, really motivated me was the the mission or uh, through which climate was driving its its products, uh, its services, its offerings uh, to the market. Um, and I should also preface that uh, Climate Corp um, uh, was uh, and is now part a uh, subsidiary of the broader Bayer uh, Group. Um, most people think of Bayer and aspirin, but you know. Um, Bayer is also a very, uh, very much integrated into the digital and, and agriculture world. So um, a number of years ago, Bayer bought the Monsanto business that everyone is probably familiar with. Um, but that is now their foundation of their broader agricultural offering. So they, in addition to pharmaceuticals and consumer products, uh, crop science is another key uh, part of uh, the Bayer um, strategy. And Within Bayer Crop Science, climate is looked at as the digital arm. So uh, we are the enabler through digital tools uh, for Bayer to bring uh, innovation and value to its customers, which largely are two types, uh, growers themselves or farmers, but also the dealers as well that service these, uh, these growers. So much like uh, you know an automotive company or even a Microsoft, uh, Bayer works through two tiers of, of value. So they provide quite a bit of value to the dealers, who in turn sell their and resell their uh, their primary products, uh, seed and 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 crop protection to to the farmers and growers. Um, but at heart, what drives the climate part of of Bayer is the mission to help the the world's farmers sustainably increase uh, efficiency and productivity thanks to digital tools. So that digital element is, is primarily made up of uh, traditional tech products like uh, apps, uh, like algorithms, uh, like recommendation engines. So some of the things where you know, many of us are familiar with in the traditional tech space, but applied in the context of agriculture. So what Climate's trying to do is really uh, uh, take technology and apply it to solving some of the biggest world's problems that uh, that that we're all facing, uh, notably, of course, climate change, uh, which is having a, a big impact on on yield loss uh, in the farms, land loss. Let's not forget uh, that being a big thing. Loss of arable land of close to twenty percent is predicted by twenty fifty, and also biodiversity reduction. Right. So, um, if you do single crops in one particular area, that has a, a dramatic impact on the diversity of that ecosystem. So those are the kinds of things that we're trying to address. Uh, in addition to, of course, big macro trends like the world population growth, uh, you know, that's not uh, sit standing still, COVID uh, withstanding. Um, There's still predicted to be an increase of 2.2 billion people um, over the next, uh, you know, uh, 20 years, right? Bet between, or sorry, 30 years, between now and 2050, we're gonna have, you know, a lot more people to feed. Um, and, and, and more demand, of course, uh, 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 of, of agriculture to, to sustain those, uh, those, those mouths. Um, and then all of this is happening with uh, more uh, fewer and fewer resources available of that arable land. Um, and let's not forget, you know, decrease in, uh, in water uh, and, and key critical resources uh, because of those climate impacts. So all of those issues and challenges are really what climate's trying to address on a global basis with technology. Um, and you know, that, that's one of the big motivations I had to, to join was it's not just using technology for technology's sake, but really you, applying technology to solve real world problems in a very concrete way. 
So, you know, I'm almost going back to my roots. I was reading stories from my father about how he visited the far the family farm, you know, with his great grandparents back in the 1950s. Well, we're coming full circle. You know, I feel like I'm coming back to the farm, but coming instead, not with a pitchfork and with, uh, you know, uh, and strong muscle, but <laughs> let's be clear, you know, I am no, uh, no, no farmer, but I'm coming to them with, uh, with, uh, with an iPad, right, with an Android phone. With a uh, with a digital tool to 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 grab data off of their off their tractors to to help you know help them better understand how to uh, optimize their crops uh, uh, you know and and do it more efficiently. So you know hopefully that's a long winded answer to to what we're doing and what motivated me to to join Climate. I love it. A lot to unpack there. Um, but yeah, well, first question would be. Uh, Tell us about you know the, the problems that you mentioned, uh, less arable land, uh, smaller yield. So how is climate changing, or how is how are, how are you guys addressing those problems, and, and how what are you doing to fix them? Yeah, so drilling down into some more specifics, uh, the the loss of arable land means that uh, the, there's more and more pressure on farmers to make do with the land that they do have. So luckily, the overall macro trends in terms of efficiency and yield have been going up. Um, you know, as technology improves, as uh, the inputs improve, by, and by inputs, I mean largely seed, right? As our um, protections improve, no, notably in terms of insecticides, fungicides, et cetera, um, you know, those are naturally are trending upwards. But the real opportunity that the climate is seeing is that with applica smart application of technology, those yields can be improved even more dramatically, even more impactfully. And notably with the, the farmer's uh, you know, uh, experience in mind, what we're trying to do is help them even at, at, at times reduce the amount of, of chemicals they need to apply uh, through smart application of putting the chemicals in the right places that really need it and not applying it in the areas that, uh, that don't need it. And also that goes to application of seed, right? Um, with uh, some smart technology, some smart algorithms, we can provide some recommendation engines to uh, help the farmers adjust how much seed to use on a particular plot of land. Um, and this is all data-driven, right? So it's largely a big math problem, right? It's no different than, uh, than you know, some of the use cases I, 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 I tackled in some of my previous roles where we're trying to so solve traffic problems on a road here we're instead trying to optimize efficiency on a plot of land. So very much geospatially uh, based, uh, largely driven by data coming off of connected tractors, connected fields, et cetera. Um, but it, instead what we're doing is, is providing very prescriptive solutions, uh, tailored solutions, if you will, to a farmer to help them, guide them what to plant, you know, in other words, what kind of varietal to put down, where to plant, in other words, you know, uh, which, what, uh, which field is more optimized for what crop and then how to plant, uh, but largely by means of density too. how much seed you want to put down on a particular plot of land. And oftentimes with the farmer's perspective in mind, uh, our recommendations could be put less seed down because that, that area, that arable land is already very productive. It's already, uh, you know, based on history, already rich in the nutrients and you don't need to put down more seed. You don't need to apply additional uh, chemicals to help it grow. And that's very much in contrast to the situation that farmers were uh, living with, let's say 15, 20 years ago, 
where they would apply seed and chemicals in a very, you know, almost, uh, 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 you know, uh, very um, non-specific manner. Okay, I'm, I'm at a loss of words here, but I think you you probably can understand it's a global sort of uh, application. I'm putting down seed at, you know, X, uh, X, uh, um, X bags per, per, per acre, and that's it, right? It's very consistent, very uniform, and certainly not scripted and not uh, prescribed to a particular plot of land. And um, that, you know, was, you know, ending up potentially being wasteful uh, for, for the farmer, potentially having more impact uh, detrimentally uh, by use of chemicals on that plot of land. And in turn, what we're doing is coming around and saying, you know, thanks to data, um, thanks to smart algorithms, we can help the farmer be much more tailored in, in, in doing what they need to achieve an even higher output of yield, getting even more corn or more soybean out of that same uh, uh, plot of land uh, than before. Okay. That is uh, a lot a lot to unpack there as well. Um, no, I love hearing about all this stuff. This is uh, fantastic, just how the changes have been going on. And, you know, I think we spoke last time on our call before the, before the podcast recording. And so I was just, I was so ignorant about like how technologically advanced farmers are these days. I just thought it was like, okay, I have a tractor and some land. And you're like, no, no, no. The inside of a tractor is like all iPads and they're just, it's all like digital. I was like, wow, this is, I did not know that. I'm sure a lot of farmers. Yeah. It is, it is pretty neat, uh, Gene. Um, and that's something that surprised me too. You know, coming from a very tech company like Amazon and Microsoft, right. you know, where everything is driven by data and everything is connected and everything is real time. You know, I, I had the mistaken impression that, oh, farming's back in the, you know, 19th century here. They're way behind. You know, they're not even thinking about connecting uh, those tractors and their CAN buses. That's not the case. I mean, um, in many ways, uh, the agriculture space is leading the charge um, in connecting these vehicles and connecting these farms. Um, and certainly the farmers are adopting technology much more so than I would have expected as well. Uh, you walk into a typical farmer's uh, uh, home office, for example, and you'll see nothing but monitors, right? And they're not just tracking, uh, uh, you know, obviously the uh, the latest commodity prices on the Chicago Board of Trade, but they're, you know, naturally that's their livelihood. But they're also tracking their own uh, analysis of, uh, of of the efficiency of their farm, and potentially comparing with with uh, their their fellow farmers down the street or uh, across the across the state. So very much data driven, um, which is which is which is amazing, and that's really where climate comes in. So we're not trying to push a rock up a hill, you know, that that would otherwise come down. This this is uh, technology trends that would would have been happening otherwise, and we're helping sort of accelerate that and really jump on a trend that's already out there. Right, right. Excellent. That's that's great to hear. So tell me about some of the new initiatives and projects that Climate's working on now. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I'm really excited about, back to that whole sustainability uh, side of things, are the efforts that uh, Climate and then Bayer overall is doing to help with, um, with sustainability, um, in particular uh, on the carbon initiative. So this is something that Bayer's talked about already publicly, um, but we're actually seeing actual progress in real uh, behind the scenes work to enable farmers to enter and participate in carbon programs, um, notably around carbon sequestration. So that's a, a, an industry term 
that describes the process of keeping carbon in the ground. Um, so, um, and getting credit for it too. So, you know, farmers at, at the end of the day are um, economic uh, uh, entities, right? So they, they also are looking for profit. They're looking to, to, uh, to obviously make their business run. Um, and they're on the, the supply side. If you look on the overall value chain of carbon sequestration and carbon credits, they're on the supply side. They have arable land that they can in turn create more you know, uh, opportunities for carbon uh, to be put back into the ground. Um, and then on the demand side come companies like Microsoft, come like GM, Tesla, et cetera, who are buying carbon credits, right? So what, what Bayer and Climate are doing is we're trying to enable that intermediary piece, right? The enablements of matching demand um, with supply. And uh, all that is, is enabled by technology. Guess what? That's why climate is at the heart of, of that uh, making of markets, if you will, between the supply and the demand. And um, a lot, all this is data-driven. Um, one of the things we're working on is helping farmers validate and take, get credit for all the carbon sequestration work that they're doing on their fields. And that could take the form of anything like um, uh, uh, growing uh, what we call cover crops uh, in between seasons. So between you know, uh, planting of, uh, of, of wheat or of corn, um, uh, the farmer could put down a temporary um, uh, planting of uh, traditional carbon crops, generally lower, lower cost uh, seed row crops, if you will, um, alfalfa, whatever, that they can then use to, to capture, obviously, uh, you know, the carbon from the air and keep it in the ground. And another key uh, practice that uh, we are helping farmers validate is uh, tillage too. So um, a traditional uh, tillage, which is basically uh, uh, the, the act of unearthing or, 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 or scraping up earth underneath, um, involves quite a bit of release of carbon into the atmosphere. So we're uh, creating mechanisms by which uh, we had incent farmers to, to use uh, no-till or low-till opportunities. So that means don't dig you know, 12 inches down to the ground to, uh, to turn over crops. Instead, go only like three inches or four inches um, or no tillage at all, right? Um, uh, so the, giving them you know, some financial models uh, to, uh, to, 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 to do those, adopt those practices if they aren't already. Um, and, you know, the, the, the act of technology is, uh, the, the role of technology in this really is around um, ensure, uh, really capturing those, those acts of planting cover crops and uh, capturing and validating the, the tillage actions. So all of these are represented in, in activity on the farm. So a tractor pull over a, a piece of land to plant crops, a tractor pull with, uh, with it uh, behind it to... Um, to till the land, and, and and our data is not just obviously capturing the traditional planting and harvesting, but also all of those carbon activities as well. Um, so that uh, capturing of information, validating it as well uh, with third-party sources, um, and then uh, preparing a way for a, a, a farmer to get credit for those activities, that is the value add that technology provides uh, to, to the marketplace. Oh, okay. um, so I'm really excited about those yes. efforts. They're underway now. Um, 
Um, we have farmers, you know, uh, now participating in some beta early, very early alpha programs. So uh, a lot more to come. You know, you'll hear more news from us uh, overall, uh, but st but still, we are, uh, you know, well in progress to 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 make this these these carbon programs a reality. Wow, that's very exciting. Yes, I I love hearing about what's in store. Um, fantastic. This is uh, I this is just like <laughs> I am so enamored with all of this stuff that you're talking about. Like I don't know for me I love it, but <laughs> it's just interesting to hear the changes um, that are going on in an you know industry that, that everybody thinks is kind of very uh, analog, which sounds like it's completely the opposite. Um, awesome. And then the last question I always ask is kind of a wild wild card question. Uh, what is your prediction for the industry? That could be specifically your industry, or it could be self-driving cars, terraforming Mars, robots. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, whatever's top of mind. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll stick to digital agriculture because obviously sure. it's it's a key uh, area I'm quite focused on right now that I'm very passionate about. I I, I think that my my prediction is that uh, over the next five years you're going to see a, a big maturing. Of, uh, of of carbon programs in particular, um, I'd say a, a bit right now it's very nascent. Um, we're still working um, very much at the tactical level, um, but I think over the next uh, you know three to four years, you're going to see um, governments being more and more involved in helping uh, facilitate the regulation aspects. You know, setting up uh, more specific standards around what does it mean to do a carbon credit. Uh, to value those carbon credits, setting up the, 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 the validation uh, mechanisms. Many of those uh, items are, are being done pretty much in ad hoc ways um, and also done largely independently, like say uh, very differently in the United States from Europe, uh, very different from LAPTAM. Uh, I think my prediction is over the, the next three to four years, you're gonna see a much more sophisticated approach and global approach to these uh, carbon programs that, and then leveraging technology to even higher degree. So we're gonna be moving away from the, you know, the early days, sort of cowboy days of, 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 of doing things ad hoc and just seeing what sticks to a much more rigorous, uh, validated and um, consistent global approach, which I think will, will help everyone in the end and yeah. most notably help reduce carbon emissions too. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being here. This was this is a great conversation. I really loved hearing more about it. Uh, last question is, how can our audience get in touch with you? Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm very easily uh, easily found. Uh, my, my email, I'll just go ahead and share it if folks are interested in reaching out with opportunities. We're always talking to, to new companies. Um, it's, it's simply uh, mark.pendergrass at bayer.com. Um, and I'll spell the last name because it, I know it's a, it's a mouthful. It's P-E-N-D-E-R-G-R-A-S-T. Um, and uh, I also am on Twitter too. Uh, my that's the first uh, you know couple uh, initials M Pender G as uh, my as my username on Twitter. So um, I'm not as active there as I should be. If I were following your podcast, I'd be much more uh, attuned to 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 social media. But um, that is a, a place also where I share interesting stories uh, on the climate. Uh, climate Corp. Um, so that too should be something folks to chime into. Look for climate on our Twitter handle, uh, Climate Corp. That is um, lots of great stories and notably farmer stories on how people are, are using technology on a day to day basis. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. 
Mark Pendergrass, uh, great conversation, <laughs> learning a lot about digital agriculture. So I really appreciate it. Thank you, Gene.